Hey, how's it going? How you doing? This is Dapper Dividends number 53, up in a house coming at you. And a little bit of sad news personally for me on a personal note today. Pierre Kesdi has died. He was the bass player in Naked Ray Gun and Pegboy. And if you watch my YouTube videos, you see I have, I'm looking at it right now, I have a Naked Ray Gun concert poster from a show I went to, I believe in uh, April 27th, 2007, went to that show. It was at the House of Blues. That was the same year my first daughter was born. She had not been born yet. So I had not been a father yet when I bought that uh, that poster, but just a very in- heavily influential band, a band in the punk world that people are familiar with uh, and definitely around here it's a double dose of love and respect on my part because they are from Chicago Naked Raygun is a pioneering band and they are from right here where I'm at in Chicago I've seen them several times and Pierre Kesley played bass and when Naked Raygun broke up in the early 90s him and a few of the other guys they started a band called Pegboy. Really cool songs. Big fan of Pegboy. Love Pegboy. And Pierre Kesley died of cancer today. He was 58. So on my personal note, a little somber. Eddie Van Halen lost him earlier in the week. And then I lose Pierre Kesley. But it's it can't be surprised. You know, I'm just going to take a little bit of a side note here that this is the way life goes, right? We're all getting older. <clears throat> Nobody lives forever. And it's just, my grandma once told me something. Now, she lived to be 93, I believe, 1919 to 2016, I think she died, something like that. And she told me at one point that she wasn't sure why she was still here. She was living too long. I used to have conversations. I kind of missed that. Toward the end, she was bedridden, but she was still mentally there. She could still... um, she could still talk. So I, I just would talk for her when think back in the old world, the way it's like the walking dead, when things, how they used to be. And I had to sit in traffic. I would talk to my grandma and I missed some of those rides home, sitting in traffic. I looked forward to it. I would just talk and ask her all kinds of questions. And one thing she told me is that everybody that she knew from growing up. So her aunts, uncles, parents, friends, husband, even cousins, movie entertainers, every everybody from her generation that she could think of was dead. And it's just the way it's going to go. The longer you live, the more that everybody ahead of you is going to die. So enjoy your life. Do it. You know, we all have limited time on this spinning blue ball. So do what you have to do to take a risk and see what you can get away with. Just go out and do it. Get started. Like I always say, just get started on whatever you have to do because time is non-renewable and we are running out of it. Every human being, when you're born, you have a set limited time. Like that clock is starts ticking on your life and you don't know when it's going to run out and there's nothing you can do to buy more time or extend, or I'm sorry, you can buy other people's time, but on your own clock, you cannot make more time, stop time, slow it down. So get it done. 
do what you got to do, what you're thinking about doing. I, I, I hear you. I know what that is. I know you're thinking about starting at uh, that candy shop, aren't you? Do it. Do start that online healthy candy shop. That'd be crazy if you were like, he's reading my mind. <laughs> so, but that's what I'm doing. I actually, I've also been selling my precious metals. My wife has been the runner to the post office here on eBay. I've sold some comics, precious metals. I am keeping a few. There's a few special ones that I like that I'm keeping, but I'm getting rid of it. I've, I'm finally up a decent amount. I'm going to make at least over 10% on what I did sell. And I'm going to roll that right into uh, dividend growth stocks and Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I just, I bought some today. I'm dollar cost averaging in. I don't have a terrible amount, but I see the value of it. And of course, I'm, like most people, I'm kicking myself because when I became aware of it, it was still under, oh, crikes. I think it was about five or $600 a coin. And I was going to pick up a few because I was... I really like the idea of the decentralized currency that couldn't be just made more of the government couldn't, which I'm going to get into here in a minute is inflation. The government couldn't just make more of it. And it's just, it's something I wish I had more, but I didn't. And it seems to be pretty stable. It seems to, although it did worry me a little bit. That's why when the market was crashing back in March, Look at the Bitcoin chart. Bitcoin dropped just as well. So everybody was selling their Bitcoin too. Don't know why you would be doing that, but whatever. It, but everything, everybody was selling everything. Gold, precious metals, uh, Bitcoin, every kind of conceivable stock. Didn't matter what it was. Just everybody was panic selling everything. And I was buying some. I, I thought we were going to have a much longer trough at the bottom so i didn't buy more and i'm sure most people are saying what i'm saying that just wish i would have known i would have i would have bought more but i did buy a dollar cost averaged in on the heavy end so i still got a bunch of stuff cheap i got i think i bought five or six shares of mcdonald's in the 130 dollars range and it's back up in the what almost it was touching almost 230 this week did it. I got some. So at least, you know, I didn't come away empty handed from the flash crash sale there. And, you know, I'm worried. I am buying more Bitcoin. I'm adding to it and I may start adding just a little bit more. Uh, I don't believe I'm going to share what I own in that just because uh, the proverbial shit hits the fan. Uh, I don't know. We'll just just know I own some Bitcoin and some Ripple coin. I'm worried about once the economy starts kicking and recovering that we're going to see a little bit of hyperinflation because right now people aren't spending like they normally would have or do. The government has been printing money, putting that into people's hands. And that is not a good thing in my opinion because that is going to widen the wealth gap. The stimulus money went to everybody and I, I give money to charity. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Now, I don't, I hardly, I don't believe I've ever talked about it because it's something that's personal for me. But the point is, is when I got the stimulus money, what did I do? Every, almost every penny of it, I invested. When I got money for my kids, I invested that. I did a podcast. I think it's the second one. And I did a YouTube video with them talking about what they were investing. Or I, I let them pick. So the way I did it is I, 
I took each of their $500 and I put it in their custodial accounts, but I picked out, I (laughs) pre-selected 10 dividend growth stocks that I didn't care. I said, here you go. You get to mix and match these, buy whatever these 10 you want. And it was kind of fun. My one daughter bought Caterpillar and Hasbro. I wanted to get a few fun ones in there for them. And my other daughter bought Walmart and they both bought Starbucks. Kind of cool. So they both have that money. But the point is, is the people that are poor, they had to, they spend that money right away. The people that don't have money or don't know how to save it, uh, they don't know how to invest it. As soon as they get that money, they're spending it. And like, I I bought assets with it. I bought income producing assets, the best kind of assets, but they are buying liabilities. They're either spending it on food, clothing that they may or may not need, bills. They're not investing that. So that money's gone. And right away, where's it going? If they went to Starbucks with that money, whether they could afford it or not, I'll get a portion of that. My share price is going to go up and I'm going to get dividends from that. So it's just going to be another transfer of wealth, unfortunately. And that's that's why I'm saying so when the government prints money like that, it's going to lead to hyperinflation once the economy reopens and gets awoken and starts kicking and people really start spending money because this coronavirus isn't going to go on forever like this. And all these restaurants and industries are going to open back up. And the people that have been sitting on money, they're going to just start spending it. Uh, and I'm just hoping that because so in order to, to have hyperinflation, what do you need? You need two things. You need dollars in circulation and you need the velocity of money, how fast people are spending that money. And it's just You know, it was explained to me once, like, this is a, if you had, uh, if you had a bottle of whiskey that was half empty and it was 90 proof, okay, well, now you got 90 proof whiskey. But if you were to fill that up with water, it's not 90 proof anymore. Uh, I don't know. I guess you, I don't know how that would work if you would half it, but you get the, you get the uh, alliteration there is that it's not as it's weak. Yes. There's still 90 proof whiskey that's in there, but it's mixed in with all the water, which is a liquid, but it's, it's, you're going to need to drink twice as much to get the same effect, which is what the money is. That's why, uh, governments, they really like inflation because inflation means more money's being spent, which is more jobs, which means companies are going to charge more for goods and services. So they're going to have more money. There's going to be higher real estate and such. So governments like that. And they're, that's, I don't know if you've ever heard about inflating away the debt, but that's basically what that means is that when everybody, everything has a higher price on it, people have to spend more money for the same amount of goods, which is not a benefit to me because I have to spend more money to get the exact same thing, but the government is going to get more in tax revenue. So it's going to eat into my savings because I'm now having to spend more money for the same products for them to get more of my money, the diluted money, mind you, but it's still from before. A good way to think of it is if you had $100,000 in the bank and there's 10% inflation, well, now that $100,000 is only going to be able to buy $90,000 what that $100,000 would have been able to buy before. 
So right there, you just lost $10,000, which is why cash is really bad and inflation is truly a monster. It's insidious. It eats away at savings. If you have that money in precious metals, if you have it invested in real estate, uh, if you have it invested in stocks, in in, uh, companies that especially pay a dividend like I love and We'll see about Bitcoin. That that may be the fourth one of the fourth pillars. But if you have your money invested in those things, those will pace outpace inflation and leapfrog inflation. And my guess is even in a hyperinflationary environment, that the companies like Pepsi, what I bought today, they'll be charging more for their products and services. So they're going to be bringing more nominal dollars in. So they'll be paying more nominal dollars out to the shareholders, to me. I'll be getting more money. And yes, it'll be inflated. But as long as that's pacing inflation, that's kind of the name of the game that I'm playing. And it's unfortunately, every paper currency has been just destroyed because politicians, they just can't stop printing it. They just... As soon as they decouple from anything that is uh, tangible, uh, I think I, I tweeted out. Oh, I don't think I, I might have scheduled that for tomorrow. So uh, this won't matter if you're here and later, but I have a tweet scheduled out. Now you know a little bit of my secret. I I have one tweeted out about, I don't know what I'm saying. Damn it. Let me take a sip of water. Listen to the music. Sparkling water. I love it. This is good stuff, actually. This is from Aldi. It's the uh, Bella VA Bold Pineapple Strawberry. It's naturally flavored sparkling water. I've been drinking that instead of my beer this whole month. <laughs> I got stocked up on those because I need, as I said, I need carbonation. I think I have an addiction to flavored carbonation. And I, I have a very bad problem with trying to stay on track here. So I... I even have notes, give you a little bit of beside, beside the scenes, beside the scene, behind the scenes, round up, down. I have notes and I actually started getting off because I made the notes to keep myself grounded and structured on some semblance of a course, but my mind just, I just kept adding in things that I didn't have notes on there. So uh, I was, I will be tweeting something out and, uh, I, I just honestly lost all train of thought. I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but we were talking about why governments, uh, there's three ways that they can get rid of debt. It's either through surplus, uh, savings or they can just not pay it. Right. So hold on. This is all professional. I love it. But hey, I'm a rookie, right? I'm still in the beginning phase. <laughs> I'm a rookie. So there we go. Okay. I'm back on track. The train's back on the track rails. So there's three ways to pay that is either through surplus earnings. They can either default and just not pay it, which is really bad, or erode it away, <clears throat> which is what we talked about where they eroded away through inflation. So government wants inflation. It's good for governments when there's inflation, but too much, you could wreck the economy. It's not good for the long term, which is why they want everybody spending their money. They don't want us saving money. That's why they have interest rates that are so stupidly low and close to zero. 
sparkling water. Love it. Sorry. Sorry. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. It's a dry Friday night here in my house. So that anyway, so the debtors are better off. If you hold debt, uh, if you hold debt in your house and there's 10% inflation, that's good for you because now you owe effectively 10% less because you're going to have more money to pay that same old debt with that was pegged back to when you uh, took on that debt. Um, you know, that's that's great. So in a way, it's it's it has positives and negatives. But that's uh, that's a way to look at it. And this country, though, speaking of debt, 20 trillion, I think it's 20.4 trillion in debt. There's 9 trillion of agency debt. So think Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the lending agencies like that. And then the unfunded liabilities of Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, those types of things. Just at the federal level, that's not even the states. Not good. It's It's too much debt and nobody is talking about it. I was hoping, and this is something I was looking for during the election, and I'm going to start my own campaign. I'm voting for myself this year. I'm going to give myself a vote of confidence. It's, it's lame, I know. They didn't talk about debt. I was really hoping that they were going to bring up debt. Can we please ask about debt? Because coronavirus is going to go away. Yes, it's bad for some people, but with it has such a high I know there's some numbers, so I'll just be conservative and say it has an over 98% survivability rate if you're over the age of 60. I don't think it's that bad of a thing. But for some people, yes. For some people, it's terrible. So I'd love to hear them ask about the debt and what they're going to do. So, But I know what I'm doing. And you can't control what the government is going to do, so you can control what you do. That's why I always say focus on what you can control. Yes, pay attention to the idiots that are running for president. Uh, I'm sorry if you love either one of them. That's fine. My opinion is I don't trust politicians. They are a necessary evil and they do what they want to do. And if your needs happen to align with their needs, then that's going to be good. But their first and foremost order of business is to get elected and then to seek re-election. And then a distant third is to work on what they can do to help you, which is why I am a staunch advocate of term limits. I cannot say it enough. We need term limits. Nobody needs to be in government at any level for more than 12 years. In my opinion, even if you're a Supreme Court justice, any level of government, 12 years, you've had enough. It's time for you to go back to being a civilian and doing something else. You're done. Thank you for your service. Now, now get out. We, we need new people coming in and you're going to have to live with some of the things that you passed and advocated for. You don't get to skip out and not get in line with the rest of us. That's how I look at it. Uh, dividends though, I'm buying dividend companies and I was actually looking, I tweeted this out about the global dividend index. So I looked and more than half of the companies in the global dividend index had canceled their dividends. 25% lowered and the other 25% kept their dividends intact. And it's those 25% that I'm going after. That is the creme de la creme. Who was able to, there's that famous Warren Buffett quote that says, when the tide goes out, we'll see who's been swimming naked. Well, basically we'll see who's been, uh, who's been financing their dividend with debt, who has a weak balance sheet, who needed to cut their dividend to rebuild 
their balance sheet. The dividend payouts are expected to drop 19% next going forward from this time now. And that is the worst since the financial crisis. So I love seeing the companies that I'm invested in. And that's why lately, as you can tell, I've been shying away from the tertiary, more higher yielding companies. You know, it's hard not to chase yield. I'm human too, but I am really trying to focus on the big blue chip companies that have increased their dividend. And it was just business like normal when the whole coronavirus thing hit. That has given me all the con. That's who I'm voting for. I'm voting for J&J, for Pepsi. That's who my vote's voting for. My my dollars are voting for those companies like Procter & Gamble that are just super solid and are going to keep increasing their dividends and paying them with no problems. So just make sure, as I've, I've set up ad nauseum, two of the great things that if you're not sure, look for companies that are non or less cyclical and have good balance sheets. And then I like to add a third one in that have a really uh, solid free cash flow payout ratio. 70% is the number, that's the max. But if you see a company that's 50%, that is really, if you see a company that has a low free cash flow payout ratio and increasing uh, revenues or net margins, Man, that's that's gold. That's as good as uh, a savings account paying a really high, what, 3 4% yield. So that's why a lot of these companies, though, again, they have gone up in price because investors are starving for yield. They're not going to get it in treasuries. They're not going to give it in savings accounts. They're not going to get it in money market accounts. So they're using uh, companies like Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble, to me, is just one of the big ones. I The the lower interest rates go, the more Procter & Gamble keeps going up. So to me, it is like a savings account proxy or a bond proxy. And it sucks because I keep waiting for it to come down. I was buying it in the teens, uh, in the 100 teens, and it's it's not coming down. It's not cooperating. This has been an episode, huh? (laughs) I had a lot to say today. I I feel good. I I feel very clean, very, very open. I get a lot off my chest. Uh, That was a bad accent. I'll work on that. It's been a while. See, I've I've psyched myself out because I was starting to do the the Middle Eastern. And it reminds me of uh, Tarbash, the Egyptian magician of Jerky Boys fame back in my high school days. Love the Jerky Boys. The jerks, I haven't listened to them in a while, but the one guy was <laughs> Tarbosh, the Egyptian magician. You know, he was, uh, he, he liked to take uh, somebody out of the crowd and then poke him in the eye, and then he would fly. I float balloon filled with very dangerous, very dangerous, very poisonous gas. I float around the crowd and I, I get a stranglehold on the audience and I, I tell them, hey, you laugh at my jokes or I pop the balloons. <laughs> like, just, ah. It was fun. It's stuff I loved when I was younger. So let's get on to uh, what I bought. And uh, before that, what else can I I buy? I also didn't tell you that I am buying, uh, and we have bought for many years, freeze-dried food, the buckets. Look online, freeze-dried food buckets, things that have a a 20 or 30 year year shelf life. You put them in a closet, 
forget about them, but know if anything crazy ever happened, you're covered. You're going to be able to eat. You're going to have food. Do yourself, even if you don't have kids, do yourself a favor. If people are out starving and looking for food, just know that you've got something. Like you won't have to be eating the carpet and, you know, fighting with the bugs for for crumbs under the refrigerator. So do yourself that favor and let's just get into what I bought. I'm going to go through these quick. Uh, really easy. Uh, in the taxable today, I got dividends from Altria. I tweeted that out. $86 on 100 shares. A cool 86 bucks. That is almost the share of Starbucks. I love it. Uh, I bought my 17th share of Pepsi every week. I'm buying a share. That's number 17. I bought it at 138.30. Uh, that added $4.09 of dividend income. And I bought two shares of Exxon Mobil at 35 bucks, which added $6.96. So just those three shares gave me $11.05 of uh, added dividend income that I will not have to work anymore for. And as inflation creeps in, those are going to go up and pace inflation. That'll make me a happy camper. Uh, that's what I bought in, in, in the taxable account. Very nice, very easy. And then over in the self-directed IRA, I sold a few days ago on Wednesday, I believe, I sold an Altria November 6th covered call for uh, 75 cents a share. So I got $75. Um, Go to YouTube, type in what is a covered call. The one second explanation is I own 100 shares. I can sell somebody a contract that expires at a certain date at a certain price and they pay me a premium. In this case, it was 75 cents a share or $75. I keep no matter what. And if the shares close over $42.50 plus the 75 cents a share, so that's $43.25. So if the shares close at or over $43.25, I will get paid. $42.50 per share, so $4,250. And then I also have the $75 in my pocket that right now it's mine. I could spend it. That doesn't go away. That is mine to keep. And if the shares close below $43.25 on November 6th, then I keep the 100 shares. I keep the 75 bucks no matter what. And I do it again. Write another covered call. So I got an extra 75 bucks just like that. And then I did get the $86 today from Altria because I have 100 shares in the IRA as well. And I got a $1.56, a big buck 56 from Chubb, ticker symbol CB uh, Finance. I like that. I'm not going to get into them. We're, uh, we're almost running over time. I'm sorry, Mike. I apologize, buddy. Uh, my kids want to watch a movie, so they're coming down when I'm when I turn this off. We're gonna watch that Adam Sandler one on Netflix, and uh, if they don't know it, well now they do. That's what I want to watch. Um, so that's what I received in dividends, and then again three shares total. I bought two shares of Chevron ticker symbol CVX at seventy four dollars and thirty four cents. That gave me a whopping ten dollars and thirty two cents of additional dividend income a year. And then I bought one share of ticker symbol KMB Kimberly Clark at $151.77. Gave me $4.28 of dividend income. So that right there was $14.60. And just back to Chevron and Exxon, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I believe that 
I, I might do a video on this, my YouTube tomorrow. I think I will. That feed stocks, a lot of people aren't aware of just how many products that petroleum goes into that crude and natural gas, which Exxon, I think now is the second, they were the first, I believe they are the second largest natural gas producer in the United States. Maybe it was the world. I should know that, but it's big and it's up there and they are diversified. They're multifaceted. They are so much more than just drill and sell. The drill and sell companies, they're been crushed by this, but the big companies like Exxon and Chevron, and I had thought RDS, so nobody is exempt, but if I had to guess, I would think Exxon might be first to cut or suspend, but Chevron has a better balance sheet, which is why we see them at a higher price than Exxon, because Exxon is a lot more leveraged. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I do not believe they will be cutting or suspending their dividend, but if they did, they do. And uh, it'll be a for a short time, but as long as oil is at or around $40 a barrel, they're gonna be okay. They're big, they can weather this storm. That'd be good to go. All right, I'm going to take a break and then I'm gonna come right back here and tell you about my song of the show. Hey, I'm back, I'm back again. What is that back again? I, I was going to do a couple songs. This this is the problem when I want to say something and I have four ideas. It's like a funnel jam, jamming up in my brain. It's trying to shoot. It's trying to shove four ideas down into my mouth to get them all out at once and then that's what you hear. I think I had like three different songs that I was going to try and do about uh I was I think I was going to I was hearing I'm back uh, I'm back in the saddle again by Aerosmith and then George Thorogood saying uh, uh, that's bad to the bone. That's not back. Backstreet Boys were back and Backstreet. I'm not going to sing Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I'll lose my punk card. They'll pull it. I won't have it anymore. They won't allow me an exit. Uh, actually, they would. They don't care. As I told you, they're cool there. They don't care. Be yourself is all that they ask. Just don't be someone else and don't be an asshole and you'll be fine. So the song of the show tonight is, again, sucks. Pierre Kesdi, gone. Bass player from Naked Ray Gun and Pegboy. And the song is going to be the biggest hit that Pegboy put out. It is Strong Reaction. I believe the last episode or the one before I did Naked Ray Gun which I didn't know Pierre was this close to um, expiring. He was in hospice, so this was uh, a, a little ways coming. It wasn't blindsiding anybody. That cancer, man, that damn cancer. I, I've I've known several people. My grandfather was close. You know, it it gets people. My my buddy, one of my best friends, um, both of his parents, cancer. It's a motherfucker, man. Pardon my French, but you know. So this song is is going out to Pierre. Rest in peace, man. Uh, played a lot of shows. I got to see him play live. Just tell my wife today, I, I miss live shows. That is our thing. I've spent a lot of money going to live shows. I've spent, so something we've always loved doing since I met her. And even after we've had kids up until COVID, at least four times a year, minimum, sometimes more, 
we would find a show on a Friday, preferably a Friday or Saturday night, find a show. We'd get a hotel in, in the city, usually either Indy, Chicago, or Milwaukee are the three big cities around here we'd go to. So we'd get a hotel, go out and uh, sometimes eat, usually dive bar food. We like dive bars, hit a bar, go to the show, and then try and find another bar and then a dance club. And then uh, hopefully before the sun comes up, we're getting to sleep and we're usually tired the next day. But, you know, it's funny. I, I And I told her this today. I said, I think of all the money we've spent and I would do it again. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've wasted a lot of money. But see, it's not wasting because I right now I'm living through uh, memories that I have of all the, the adventures we've had, all the things we've done. And I would do it again because as I told her, can you imagine if somebody were able to say, okay, here's the, here's the deal. You, let's say you only could have went to 10% of the shows and hotels and meals and bars and all the overpriced drinks and things you guys bought and fun you had. You could only do 10% of that, but the money you'd have additionally when you were 75 years old, you'd have an additional $150,000. Now, I don't know, but knowing me, if I wasn't able to have those experiences, I can only imagine being 75 years old. I would probably say I would pay $150,000 to be able to be in my 20s and 30s again to go out and have nights on the town and concerts and just buy overpriced drinks and be crazy. So, you know, we did it. You, There's always going to be time for money. I've, I love working. I'm always motivated. I suspect that what I do is going to shift because as I say, uh, actually I said it in my book, it's advice for my kids is that when you retire, the worst thing to do is just sit around waiting to die. So for me, retirement will be doing something different, but something that I love, something that just, I can't believe I, I get paid for this. Now I, you know, things are going to change. Technology is moving fast and I have lots of skills that my wife and I are learning. We're learning better communication, lots of different things that we are doing. So damn it, I'm going to keep working and making money. And that's, that's that. That's, <laughs> that's the show. What are you still waiting here for? Get on now. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Boy, that was just an abrupt stop, wasn't it? That was like a, that wasn't smooth at all. That was like just running at first into a brick wall. Anywho, so follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. Every weekend I make a couple videos. Somehow I squeeze in making videos and spending time with my kids and family. We might go on a hike. It's a process. I love it. I'm busy. And then if I, if I get called in tomorrow, if there's a work, again, I'm an hour whore. So I always take my, my jobs because I'm trying to make, you know, every dollar I make is a portion of that is going to be getting me to my goal just that much quicker. So I get paid a time and three quarter on the weekends for overtime. So evenings and weekends, I get time and three quarters. So, you know, you know, there, there may be a day when I don't do this show so far, I've squeezed them all in and a couple of them I've gotten home at like 10 30 and I just jump on and give you something quick. So anyway, thank you. I love you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I really do leave me a review. If you're still hearing this, thank you. Uh, I'm going to do some more um, 
picks. I'm going to try and get a few more picks into each uh, episode, something I'm, I'm looking at and thinking of. Uh, we'll see. It goes where I want it to go. All I want is for you to come away after listening to this with a different point of view or or just saying, huh, I've never heard that or yeah, I have to think about that. Just something to give you thought on and yeah i'm gonna end it there i'm gonna get out of here i will talk to you on tuesday monday's a holiday market's not open so we'll see if i'm gonna buy anything and uh i love you guys have a good weekend and get started on that thing that you want to get started on but been putting off your clock is ticking and you don't know how much time you got left on it you could have a day or you could have 58 years 13 hours I've you could have 58 years 13 days 12 my brain shot you know what I'm getting at I love you guys take care